Of the Success Academy podcast. Today, I have with me Jarek Robbins. At only 23 years old, he was awarded the Congressional Award Gold Medal from the United States Congress. By 25, he became internationally well known for his revolutionary approach to accelerating results for business in different industries. He's also now the author of Live It Achieve Success by Living with Purpose, um, as you can see in the background there. Um, and he's also a keynote speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur and rapid growth and high performance coach. So welcome to the show, Jared. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Welcome, welcome everybody. Nice to see you. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to do the podcast today. So to kind of start things off, why don't you just share a bit more of who you are and just kind of like what you do and just kind of share your story. Sure. So what I do is help entrepreneurs optimize their human performance and business growth. Um, and, and what that means is we look at the core elements of who they are as a human being and we figure out what helps them be the happiest, healthiest, strongest, and most fulfilled versions of themselves. Because if we can help them be the happy, healthy, strong, and fulfilled, they can take on all the challenges that life and business and family and relationships and friendships and everything's going to throw their way. And, and the truth is, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be things that are unexpected, that come out of nowhere, that feel like they just level you and you don't know what to do or how to handle them. And if we can get you into the place where you literally feel unstoppable, it's like Bruce Banner transforming into the Hulk. When we can get you into the Hulk version of yourself, you can handle anything. And here's the crazy part though. We want the physical outside experience of the Hulk but we need the intellectual experience of Bruce Banner. We need to be that wildly intelligent human being who's emotionally intelligent, physically intelligent, who, who's spiritually intelligent, as well as actually intellectually intelligent so that you're connected with what's most important to you and you don't allow things to just trigger you and push and pull you around. Like the Hulk can be manipulated, but Bruce Banner can't. And so we need your brain to stay in the, the intelligent intellectual mode and we need your body to be ready to take on anything. And when we can activate those two things, literally you can take on just about anything in life and, and you can take on a hundred times the pressure, you can take on 10 times the challenges and not even feel one ounce of the stress because of how much goodness is literally expanding from inside out into the world around you, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I really like that Hulk analogy too because like, that's definitely powerful to kind of like leverage, you know, like both side of things for sure. And like, definitely like later on, we're definitely going to get into that a bit more and like how people can really like um, sort of get that mentality and also like all that to really sort of succeed kind of thing. But um, for now, I kind of want to get more into like your backstory as well. So I'm curious, like when you were looking back, like when you were a young kid, um, do you ever do certain things or like have certain characteristics that kind of showed you had like this entrepreneurial DNA? No, not at all. Um, when I started out, I, I just had dinner with a group of friends, one of which was the co-founder of Google. And so we were all sitting around the table and one of my friends is really good at going around the table and asking questions like, what was your first job? And so they started going around the table and it was really funny because people did all kinds of stuff. And, and when it, before it was my turn, one of the girls sitting on the other side of the table was like, oh, this guy, he's probably like some metaphysical Reiki, like spirit healer or some shit at his first job. And I started laughing. I was like, dude, not even close. 
I was security at Blockbuster Video. Like, I don't know how the shit you came up with all this metaphysical awesomeness. Like, I wish. But no, I, I was, you know, a big kid. I, ha- I had a shaved head. I was very suntanned because I played football in high school. And, and I guess I looked scary enough that they put me at Blockbuster Video as security. And on Friday and Saturday nights at 14 years old, I just walked up and down the aisles and, and got people to stop stealing DVDs and video games. The cool part was uh, theft went down by 70% within the first 30 days of me working there. So it worked. I scared away anyone who was stealing DVDs, I guess, which was pretty cool. But um, that, that was my first job. My, my second job, I really followed my heart. And I said, you know, what's most important to me? If I'm going to spend the majority of my life doing something, meaning you're going to spend 30 hours, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours a week working at something, I want it to be something that's important. And so I I started working at a nonprofit because it was helping people. And I was like, that's most important to me. I want to help people all day long. If I can get paid to help people, I think it's the coolest thing in the world. And so I worked at a nonprofit. And after a couple of years, I, I loved the work I was doing, but I hated the paycheck. I was like, you know, I wish I could get paid a little bit more to just focus on helping people all day long because this, the work is great, but the paycheck sucks. And and I was like, I don't think it's fair. Like all these other people can go work at a bank and just, you know, manipulate money all day long and make millions. And I work my ass off at a nonprofit and make like hundreds. (laughs) I was like, that's not cool. (laughs) And and so I thought about it and I, I, I came up with, you know, what can I do to focus on helping people? and making a great living. And I happened to walk across in, you know, the building next door and I, I found myself in the coaching department of a huge coaching organization. And I, and I said, what do these people do? Because it seems like they're on the phone all day and they were on the phone helping people you know, figure out how to be their best selves. And I was like, wow. And how much do they get paid for this? And I looked at the numbers. I'm like, that's a lot more than what I'm getting paid at the nonprofit. And I, and I remember talking to the lady in charge and I was like, so you're telling me they focus on helping people too, but they get paid a lot more money for it? Dang, that's pretty cool. And, and, yeah. and it, you know, it was very important to me, being able to help people and being able to have a great lifestyle and living from it. Yeah. And so I remember I, I said, can I do this? And she says, well, you know, we require a, a consistent background of knowing this information. We require 250 hours of training. We then require a test period where you coach people and, and we rate you and see if you're actually proficient enough to continue coaching with us. And then we require on, monthly ongoing training every single month to keep the job. Oh, wow. wow. So I studied and studied and studied. I practiced. I went through all the 250 hours of training. I then applied for the job. I then got it. I then spent three months on probation, earning the ability to continue to keep the job. And then I spent the next three, how long? Six years. So, you know, three years, took a break and then came back for three years, coaching hundreds of their clients over that six year period of time. And I did all of that before I ever started my own business. And, and so if you look at history, what that was the equivalent of is finding a mentor and, and, and being a mentee for six years. It, yeah. it was going through an apprenticeship. It was saying, I really want to learn how to become a master coach. And so I'm going to be an apprentice coach, you know, Padawan for six years to learn how to learn the craft of, of the Jedi level coach so that I could go through this and I could become a really powerful, badass coach. And, yeah. and what was interesting in that process, I spent six years studying and practicing and refining. And a couple of those years, I sucked at it. 
And I always tell people that that's natural. You got to suck long enough at something to become okay at it. And you got to be okay long enough to become good. And you got to be good long enough to become great. Yeah. And, and so I was willing to suck at something long enough, but keep giving my heart and soul to it, working from six in the morning till nine at night, as hard as possibly, you know, as I could to really become great at this, this trade or, or this craft called coaching. Um, now, yeah. after six years of doing it, then I decided to finally start my own business around it. And, and now this February will be 10 years in business of our own business of it. And I'll be honest, I, I call it starting a business, but really, truly, it was nothing more than self-employment, meaning I left working for their company and I started working for my company. And even though I own the company, if I didn't show up for work, it didn't work. So yeah. I, I, I was only self-employed, meaning I own my own job, but it's still a job that I have to show up to every day. And there's nothing wrong with that. I did yeah. that for like seven years. And so seven years of self-employment. And then after seven years of that, I found a few new mentors. I went through their courses and their programs. And, and then I started to evolve what we were doing into an actual business. And an actual business meaning there's leverage and other people working with us so that if I show up for work or I don't, it can still keep going proficiently and, and really profitably in a way that's like, wow. I actually own a business now. We have a team of people who are coaching on behalf of our company, who are selling on behalf of our company, who are leading groups on behalf of our company. And all of this is happening whether I'm awake or asleep. And it's yeah. like, wow, that's really cool. But that's a new thing. We're only three years into that part. We're, we're seven years, you know, and, and if you look at it all together, 16 years altogether, um, it'll be 17 this February, but, but 10 years on my own and the other six years with the, with the company all brought me into that entrepreneurial type experience. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's definitely like a lot of value to be found, like just sort of looking at your story and that kind of like progression. Cause I feel like, um, like you do definitely have to start out where like, you know, like you're just getting these like sort of experiences to build up and then eventually it gets to the point where like, you know, you're doing those things where like you're like self-employed where you're like, you know, like you have a business, but you're like in the business. And then eventually it gets to the point where like you can really build that up where it's like a real like business that's like functioning without you where like, instead of working in the business, you're able to just kind of work on the business. If you get what I mean, where you're like not really in the sort of doing stages, but you're actually more so designing the overall business and stuff. So I feel like that's definitely like a key progression that like a lot of entrepreneurs have for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think the other factor to pay attention to is I take pride in the fact that I went through every stage. Yeah. I'm excited to go through every stage. I'm excited to start something new and suck long enough to become okay at it. And I'm excited to be okay at it long enough to become good. And I'm excited to be good long enough to become great. Yeah. It's not that when I started, that wasn't the mindset I had. I had to learn that over time because in the beginning, my mindset was, I want to be the best at this and I don't want to be a business operator. I want to be a business owner and I don't yeah. want to have to do this. I want to be the boss. And after a while I realized, wait a minute, I'm only going to get to do this once in my life. If I'm going to look back at 90 years old and think, did I really want to skip all those stages when I could have experienced them? And when I started listening to people who were older than me, I started hearing the same experience, which was all the hardest stuff they went through are the things they're most proud of when they got older. Yeah. It was the hard stuff, the difficult stuff, the uncomfortable stuff, the stuff they sucked at. 
that actually they're most proud of because they had to work and work and work and work and work and work and work until they finally became good at it. Yeah. It wasn't the end of the journey that they're proud of. Like, that's great. But the journey to get there, that's where all the memories were. That's where all the, the parts that made them proud of themselves. That's where all the confidence was built. That's where all the pride was. That's where all the amazing feelings were that they really look back and, and, and cherish. It was always in the hardest, most difficult, most ugly parts of it. It was the yeah. parts that felt like they were going through hell and they kept going and they survived and they look back and go, wow, that really sucked. And I wish that no one has to go through that, but fuck, I'm proud of myself. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's, <laughs> and, that's And so often what happens is when we're young, we go through loneliness, we go through depression, we go through feeling like we're isolated and no one understands us, especially as an entrepreneur, because we tend to push away from all of our friends that are out partying and goofing around and having fun and drinking and doing all this nonsense. And we say, if we're going to be successful, we just have to grind and we have to work and focus and hustle. And, and we start to feel isolated and alone and depressed and empty and sad and all this stuff. And the realization that if you're sad long enough, sadness felt fully will lead you back to joy. And if yeah. you're depressed long enough, depression felt fully will lead you back to joy. And if you're angry long enough, anger felt fully will lead you back to joy. And, and the phrase you can write down is all emotions felt fully will lead you back to joy. Yeah. Now, if you rob yourself of it and dick around with it and don't feel it fully and run from it and hide from it and, and pretend like it's not there and act like everything's fine when it's not, you'll never get back to joy. But if someone looks you straight in the eyes and says, how are you doing? And you say, honestly, I'm scared shitless right now. And I'm really freaked out. And I feel incredibly lonely. And I feel like crying half the day. Someone will be like, don't worry. You'll be fine. Keep going. You're like, fuck. They didn't judge me. They didn't make fun of me. Like, even if they did make fun of me, fuck them. I'll see them on the other side of it. They're going to go through their own hell too at some point in their life. Yeah. And, and when you're willing to face it and you're willing to walk through it and you're willing to actually enjoy it, all of a sudden you get to the other side and it feels amazing. And you realize that those moments are the ones you look back and you're most proud of the easy shit. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Like go run around the building. That's not hard, but go run up the side of Mount Kilimanjaro. You'll never yeah. forget that shit. Cause it's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's definitely, that's definitely key as well. Like in an entrepreneur, like if you want to succeed, ultimately you do definitely have to like really enjoy the process and the journey and like all of the ups and the downs, like the low points, like you said, that's the parts that are like really the most memorable and like, when you're able to actually enjoy the journey, you don't just want the end result. Like you're not in it just for like, you know, like getting the money You're getting that like end result, that end like sort of success. But if you're actually in it to like really enjoy the process and like um, just the journey, then that's when you're going to be able to ultimately actually succeed for sure. So that's definitely a powerful way to look at things. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm also like, I definitely want to talk about this more and like your entrepreneurial journey. And like, um, I know we said that a lot of my audience is like entrepreneurs as well, but First, something that I wanted to ask you as well is also looking back to like when you were younger, I know like being like Tony Robbins son, like I was just curious, like what was sort of that lifestyle like growing up? Did you like, what did you sort of think of like the things that he was teaching around like um, that sort of stuff? And like, I know a lot of young kids might not be drawn to that kind of stuff at a young age. So was that like you or were you sort of um, interested in what he was talking about kind of thing? So I wasn't interested in it at all until probably 14, 15 years old. And right around 14 or 15, I heard so many people listen to programs and say, oh my gosh, this changed my life. Oh my gosh, you know, I, I was depressed and now I'm not. Oh my gosh, I was 
I was suicidal and now I'm not. Oh my gosh, you know, my business was failing and now it's making hundreds of millions of dollars. And I was like, wow, like all these people keep saying so much great stuff about it. I wonder if it's true. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to see how it works for me. So I took his DVDs or CDs at the time and I put it in and I tried to get a group of friends together to come and listen. And so we all listened and maybe two of us out of like seven actually did it. And the rest of the guys were like, yeah, it's okay. And I don't want to do that. And they went and did their own thing. But the two of us listened to it and we did the homework and we wrote down our goals and we did all our stuff. And, and I went from a D and C student to a straight A student the next wow. year. And I went from five foot nine, 225 pounds, you know, could barely run a mile. to all of a sudden I went and ran marathons wow. and, and it was like, wow, those were the things I could control at that stage of my life. And it worked. And I was like, wow, where else could I apply this? And so I started hunting for more and more and more areas to apply this information. And every time I really applied it, magic seemed to happen. You know, I I seemed to all of a sudden align, all of a sudden have better results, all of a sudden achieve the goals, all of a sudden enjoy the experience, all of a sudden find bliss and magic in everything I was doing. And I was like, this is amazing. And at different stages of life, different stuff applied more than others. You know, when I was 14, listening to the stuff on relationships, I just wasn't ready for it yet. You yeah. know, when I was listening on financial investing at 14, in my experience, some 14-year-olds are ready for it. I wasn't. So that stuff didn't quite apply yet. But the parts that did apply absolutely helped me transform parts of my life that, that I could apply it to. And yeah. it was remarkable. And I was like, holy shit, this stuff really works. And then I started telling other friends about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's your dad. I get it. You're special. And I was like, no, no. Like, even if this was an alien I wasn't related to, it's working. Like, you got to use this stuff. And they're like, okay, okay. And, and some of them did it. Some of them didn't. And the ones who did, magic happened in their life too. And it was, it was pretty amazing. And the, the neat part was it wasn't necessarily about being related to the human as much as it was finally finding it in myself to listen and apply what I had been learning. And for there's something right up here that says, learn it, live it, give it. The challenge I had was I would learn stuff and then I would try to share it with people before I actually lived it. And so the challenge that would happen is they would look at the results in my life and go, Hey, you're telling me about this, but I'm looking at you and it doesn't look like the results you're telling me about. Yeah. And I'd be so upset because I'm like, just trust me, it works. I want to help you. And they're like, I'm watching your feet and I'm watching your life and I'm watching what you're doing more than what you're saying and it doesn't match. And yeah. so what happened was I had to go step back and I took about a 10-year chunk of my life and I went double down, all in on what I knew was working. And I really started doing this middle piece, which was living it. And all yeah. of a sudden, my results started to differentiate me from everyone else in, in my peer group, my friends, and my community. And all of a sudden, they were listening because they were like, whoa, you don't have to tell me anything. They started yeah. showing up saying, hey, how do I do that? How do I get more of that? How can you help me with that? And it wasn't that I needed help because I, I was like, hey, it's the same stuff I've been telling you since we were 14. Like, go back and listen to the damn tape and apply it. I'll yeah. give you the tape. Like, just listen to it and do it. And what happens when people start living it, they don't have to te- sell anything. You don't have to go preach to your friends. You don't have to go try to convince people. They watch what's going on in your life and they go, shit, how do I get some of that? And then they yeah. start applying it themselves and that's where all the magic happens. Yeah, for that's sure. That's why we wrote a book about it called Live It. 
Yeah. That was a missing aspect of so many people, young and old. They were learning it and they were trying to share it and give it to people, but they weren't living it. And so yeah. we said, okay, listen, the only thing I'm ever going to share with people is what I'm actually living. And so when I started cutting out all the extra stuff, even though I knew it up here, if I wasn't applying it in my day-to-day life, I did not talk about it anywhere else. I cut yeah. that out. And all of a sudden, it became, the message became very congruent. And it was easy to share with people because I was like, listen, I'm not telling you something that I read in a book. I'm telling you something that literally is going on in my life right now. And here's the results. Look at what's happening. And they go, whoa, how? And I go, well, these steps. And here's where I got it from. I never pretended yeah. like I made this stuff up. I never pretended like I created the fucking five golden pillars of whatever. I just said, hey, here's the book to go read. There's a whole stack right there. Go read all those books. Like yeah. read the book, apply the information, watch what happens. Now, sometimes we'll summarize it and condense it in the programs so that we can get people fast tracks. So they don't have to spend, you know, three months reading all the books. We'll say, hey, we can get you all this information in three hours. Take our program on Udemy, summarizes all of it, shows you exactly what to do, and it gives you worksheets so you can get straight to the actions. So sometimes yeah. we'll do stuff like that because we want to give people kind of a, a head jump or if you play Mario Kart, we want to give them one of those really cool little boosters on the ground that you drive over the arrows. We want to help people speed up the results so that they can get places quicker. Yeah. That, that's something we pride ourselves on doing is showing people how to streamline what works and doing it to get to the result fast. Yeah, for sure. And that's also powerful too. Like, I feel like what you're saying there, because like, um, I feel like a lot of people think like, you know, like I remember hearing something about how sometimes people will be charging for something and then they're charging for like, some people look at it as charging for time, whereas some people see it as charging for like value kind of thing. And I feel like looking at it in the value because some people think like they want like a ton of information, you know what I mean? But it's not really about like the information, it's about the actual results. And like, um, in terms of that, I remember hearing about like the story about like, you know, if you're going to the dentist and they have to like pull your tooth or whatever, do something and they're going to say like, like say they say it's like going to be $500 and for like a five minute procedure or whatever. And then you're like, what? But it only takes you five minutes. So like, why would it, why would you have to pay $500 for that? So then they tell you, Oh, well it can take like two hours if you want. So like that kind of goes along with what you're saying about like really just like it's about the results and like not just trying to like spread out the learning, but actually focusing on like getting the right information and then applying it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, and yeah. The, yeah, the thing that I would look at is there's a lot of people who they have, we charge a lot of money for some of the stuff we do. Yeah. But our goal is really to help people. And yeah. so we also take stuff like that and, and we sell it for 10 bucks. Yeah. Cause I'm not, you know, if 10 bucks is a lot of money to some people and nothing to others. And I want people to still invest in it and not just take it for free. Cause then they won't value it. But yeah. we try to get it cheap enough and inexpensive enough that, that pe anyone could have it. And yeah. you know, that program we put on Udemy it's in 80 countries around the world in 25 languages. With, and we have, you know, almost a couple thousand people in the program who are all, you know, 90% of them are getting it a four or five star rating. Um, and, and it's based on helping people be the happiest, healthiest, strongest, and most fulfilled version of themselves. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a code specific for your audience here. You can throw it in the show notes if you want. Yeah. And awesome. We'll make it 10 bucks for anyone who wants it. Um, yeah. We love to support people and we genuinely want to help people. And, and so we do that because we want to reach masses of people with that information. Now, to work one-on-one -on -one with us to go through the exact same information, you know, people invest $60,000 a year to work with us. We have a package for a million dollars a year where we come and do all this stuff with you and for you at your office and in your business. 
Yeah. Um, but, but for the masses who are building their businesses or building their life, we make this stuff 10 bucks so yeah. that anyone can access it. And, and we want them to have the same information we use with a million dollar client to use in your own personal life and get the results. The only difference is we won't physically be there doing it for you and with you every day. And that's okay. Yeah. You can apply yourself, get an accountability buddy, get your best friend and say, Hey, let's do this together and make some magic happen. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's definitely powerful and it seems like definitely a lot of value. I checked out your course earlier. So um, just for the purpose of like this podcast, why don't you share a bit more of like sort of some of the, if you could give some tips um, or just like some of these sort of things that you share in the course, obviously not going in like absolute like depth of everything that you share in there, because that's like, you know, in the course, but like, if you could just share kind of the overview of like what people will learn from that and what they can gain from that, then that'd be awesome. Sure. Uh, why don't I give them real information instead of just yeah. fluffing it? That yeah. the value of having the course is you can go through it a bunch and, and you can do all the worksheets that are in there. Um, but let me give you a couple examples. One of the p things we talk about there is building a powerful peer group, which at this stage and age of life is really important. And yeah. a lot of times we make mistakes where we reach out to people and say, hey, I'd love to connect with you. And, and how can I add value to your life? And even though that's very genuine and that's very kind, uh, what you don't realize is you're tasking the other person with another job. You're taking someone who's already busy and saying, hey, please click on my profile. Please read through everything that I'm talented at. Please figure out which one of my talents might apply in your business. Please then tell me how I can go ahead and do it. And, and you're, you're adding, you know, an hour to three hours of work for this person without realizing it. And I'll give you a different strategy. If you want to connect with somebody, um, I, I learned this rule called the 33% rule that of your peer group, your friends, your community, you know, 33% should be a step or two ahead of you. Now, remember, a step or two. Don't go after someone who's 10,000 steps ahead of you to connect with. Go after someone who's a step or two ahead of you because they can show you how to get to the next few steps. Yeah. You know, find someone who's at the exact same moment of life you're in, starting your business, running your business, growing your business, whatever you're doing, and then find someone who's a step or two behind you. So, so 33% ahead of you, 33% in the same moment, 33% right behind you that you can help to catch up so you have more peers, more community. And so in yeah. looking at that, the question is, how do you make a genuine and true connection with them? So James Altucher, if you've ever heard of this guy, he has a huge business podcast. He's a friend of mine. I was talking to him and he said, you know, let me share with you something that helped him build a powerful relationship with someone and helped him make $10 million from that relationship. I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of money. How'd you do it? And he says, well, he really wanted to connect with this guy named Jim Cramer. He's the guy on TV with the stocks who goes, ding, 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 buy, 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 sell, sell, that guy. And he's like, I really wanted to connect with him. I really loved, you know, stock trading and I wanted to build a friendship with this guy. So what'd you do? He said, I went online and I read every blog he had ever posted. And he said, I sat down with a pen and paper and I said, what's 10 blogs I wish he would write because I would love to read them as, his, as, a, as a reader of his blog. And he wrote down every day, 10 new topics he wished he would cover for 30 days. At the end of 30 days, he picked the 10 best out of the 300 he had come up with. Out of the 10 best, he then said, okay, what research would I put in these blogs? And he went online and he found all the research and he put it together in a little document that said, here's the title, here's the research that goes with it. Here's the title, here's the research. Here's the title, here's the research. Then he went online and found the most keyword friendly titles 
So he researched it online to figure out what's the best title that for the best SEO results for that kind of post. He wow. put it all together in one email and he sent one email that said, Hey, Jim, I'd love to meet you. I'm an avid reader of your blog. I love what you're doing. As a reader, here's 10 blogs I wish you would write. Here's all the research that goes with them. And here's the SEO friendly title options that'll get you the best SEO ranking online for them. I hope it's useful. I hope to connect someday in the future. God bless. Have a great day. In 10 minutes, he got a response that said, hey, these are amazing. Can we hire you to write these for our show? Wow. He went, done. How do I do it? They sent him a contract. They hired him as a, as a freelance writer. He wrote all the blogs for the, sh for the post. They posted them all on, on their blog. And then while he was there meeting everybody, they said, come on in. We'd like to meet you. He looked around and he said, you know, just like 10 ways, 10 blogs he wished they would write. He looked around their office and said, what's 10 things that would make this place better? And he looked and looked and looked and looked. And every day he made a list of 10 ways that would improve this business. And he actually came up with real solutions, not just ideas, but solutions. And he wow. kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And then one day he ran across one that he was like, wow, that's too good. Like I can't not do something about that. And it was a software. And so he went and invested in his own money and he had this software built and he brought it to Jim and said, hey, I built this software. Not, not you should build the software. Not, hey, I have an idea for you, Jim. He had it built. Wow. He brought it to him and said, here's the software I built. What do you think? I think it could add to what you're doing here. They went, wow. That's amazing. They landed up buying it from them for $10 million. Wow. None of that was, hey, Jim, love to take you to coffee sometime and pick your brain and, you know, figure out how I could be of service. Yeah. He showed up. He did the research. He figured out how to produce something of great value. He actually delivered the value with no expectation whatsoever. And he let it go and it turned into a $10 million deal for him. Wow. But none of that was hey, I got a great idea for you, Jim. You should really get this software made, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. great, right? No, he made the software. It wasn't like, hey, you should write these posts. No, he, he actually mapped out the posts. If you're willing to do the work and actually show up and deliver, you can build a genuine relationship in an incredible way with other people. And so that's Absolutely. one piece we have in the program. It's a whole module that goes through those exact stories. And then we have a worksheet. We have a worksheet that says, okay, identify the top 10 people or 20 people you want to connect with. Go through the worksheet and figure out what value you can add to them in each category. Go through and come up with your plan of connection. Go through and actually go out and connect with these people. And we yeah. show you how to actually build the network so you can build a genuine network of people ahead of you, people at the same level, and people a step or two behind you, and how to add value to people at all three levels. So stuff like yeah. that. We have Wim Hof, if you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. He holds 16 Guinness Book World Records for doing crazy shit under extreme cold temperature. So he's a guest author of the program where he comes in and he teaches the cold exposure and the powerful breathing techniques to get the best, you know, most strongest version of yourself to come to life. My friend, Dr. Andrew, who runs a neuroscience lab at Stanford, he calls this activating super performance in the mind and body. We have Sean Stevenson, if you're familiar with him. He has a huge podcast here online. Um, where we have him come on and give you, you know, he shares six of the 21 ways to optimize your sleep to get the best sleep you could possibly get to be at your best mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually each and every day. We have Ben Greenfield. He has a huge podcast as well. He's a neuro biohacker guy. He comes on and shares an exact meal plan to get 
optimum performance out of your mind and body every day and an exact exercise plan for only 20 minutes a day to be in your absolute peak physical and mental and emotional shape. So wow. we have all these guest experts. We, we do real tangible stuff. We have worksheets to show you exactly what to do. Um, and, and, you know, we want people to actually have results. That's my favorite thing in the world is getting little messages from people being like, hey, I started doing the Wim Hof stuff and it changed my life. Hey, I started doing the, the, the meal plan by Ben and I lost 25 pounds. Hey, I started doing the sleep stuff and I feel like a new human. Like those are the things we're looking for. How do we really deliver for people and how do we help them actually get the results? And, and the truth is, if you wanted to find all this stuff for free on YouTube, you can find it. It's there. Um, we just put it in one package for you so you don't have to go hunting for it. If you want to go buy it in books and read them all yourself, you can do it. Take three months, read all the books. But again, we summarize all that time into three hours and give you the exact things to do with the exact steps to do it in with the exact worksheets to use to guide you. Um, so yeah. thank you for letting me share all that. But the reason I'm passionate about it is, is I love seeing people get the real results in their life. Yeah. Um, and if you're not ready for stuff like that, come and follow me on Instagram. I push out good thoughts every day. And the mission that we're on as a company is to help the people that need us most at the moment they need it with the message they need. We don't know who they are, where they are, what they need. But every day through vehicles like this, and thank you for having me on your show, uh, we yeah. push out good thoughts into the world. And every day we're blessed to experience people writing us little messages from all over the world that says, thanks, I really needed this. Thank yeah. you, this saved my life. You know, uh, We have simple stuff like, hey, thanks for the reminder. And we have deep stuff like, hey, um, it was a soldier who came back from a couple deployments who had crazy levels of PTSD, who was depressed and suicidal, who read a copy of my book, Live It. And she wrote me a note that said, hey, for the past few weeks, I've gone through feeling like killing myself. I've had my firearm in my mouth multiple times and felt like pulling the trigger. And I read your book. It reminded me of my reason for living. And I wanted to say thank you for that. Wow. And those are the most heartfelt things. When people ask me what I'm most proud of in my business, is it the amount of money we've made? No. Is it the amount of people who've bought our program? No. Is it the cars we drive and the houses we live in? No. It's the fact that our work has the opportunity every day to go out and save or change someone's life for the better. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely, definitely powerful for sure. And like, you've definitely shared a lot of value there and everything around that. And we'll definitely get that in the show notes as well for like people to definitely check that out for sure. Um, yeah, I mean like to, now that we're getting kind of close to the end of this episode, I just wanted to kind of ask one last sort of question around, um, just kind of entrepreneurship in general. And I just wanted to ask you, like, cause I know you've definitely built up like a huge brand for yourself. You've built up an audience and you're providing value to people and everything. But if you were to lose sort of all of the connections that you've gained, all of the audience that you've built, all the money that you've earned, all of that, except for the knowledge that you've gained, what would you do in 2018 to sort of build your way back up and sort of start from scratch kind of thing? Sure. So I'll give you something interesting. I took my wife to go see the Taj Mahal for our anniversary for a weekend, a couple of weekends ago. And we were in India, just outside of Delhi. Um, and we were looking at some of the parts of town that are considered to be slums, where people live in the equivalent of a one room house with like a little tin roof or maybe a little tent on like the side of a building because they can't afford a house or maybe just outside in the streets. Like that's where they live. Yeah. And she said, Hey, if you were in that position, like if you fell asleep tonight and you woke up and all of a sudden you were a local resident 
in the slums of, you know, New Delhi, what would you do? Yeah. No technology, no internet, no school, no education, no contacts, no food, no water. Just you're there. What do you do? And I said, you know, I would rely back on one simple thing. I would look around and I would ask the question, what's needed most in where I'm at right now? What's yeah. really needed? What do people want is the question. Not what they need, but what do they want? And, and you know, I would look at what do people really want? What are they trying to get? Now, based on what people want, I would figure out, well, what am I good at? You know, what am I actually talented at? Okay. I'd, f I'd try different things and figure out what I'm actually talented at. And then, then I'd ask another question. What do I actually love to do? What do I enjoy doing every day? So it's like, okay, what do I love to do? What am I actually talented at? Or what am I willing to suck at long enough to finally become talented at if I'm willing to stick it through? Yeah. So what do, what do I love? What am I good at? What do people want? You know, people don't want broccoli. They want Cheetos. <laughs> but people try to sell them broccoli all day long and they roll their eyes and go buy more Cheetos. So what do they want? Not what they need. They need broccoli, but they keep eating Cheetos for some reason. <laughs> so what do I love? What am I great at? Or what am I willing to be great at? What do people want? And then the final one is what are they willing to pay for? Yeah. And if I connect all four of those and I come up with like 20 to 50 answers for every single one of those four questions, look for the one that shows up in, or look for the five or 10 that show up in every quadrant. And all of a sudden that's what I would start doing. Yeah. I'd say, I love it. I'm great at it or I'm willing to become great at it. People want it and they're willing to pay for it, bingo, here's where to start. Yeah. Now, I'll also tell you, when I first started my company, I had three jobs. So I was working stuffing boxes at a warehouse. I was doing inside phone sales for the company, and I was also doing coaching for a company. So I had three different jobs. So working from six in the morning to like nine at night, and then I started my little business online on the side. Wow. And so I was working seven days a week from six in the morning till nine at night. And then wow. as soon as my little job made enough money that I could offset one of my jobs, I quit one and kept the other two while I kept working on my business. Yeah. And then I kept working on my business long enough until it made enough money to offset another one of my jobs. And I quit that one and worked more on my business yeah. while working the other job still. Then eventually I made enough money to cover all three jobs. So I quit the third job and just worked on only my business. And then I worked my face off and in eight months was able to generate my first $100,000 in revenue, which was a lot. I was only 24 yeah. years old. I was living in the front den of a house with three other roommates. So I had four, four roommates in one house. I lived in the front den. I had a room with a curtain. I didn't even have a door. And I built my business off of the internet, a cell phone, and a laptop in the front den of a little house in San Diego. Wow. And so it's not about looking big. It's not about pretending you're something that you're not. It's about delivering real value to the community around you and doing yeah. it in something that you're actually living, not something that you took a course on and can bullshit your way about. Like yeah. actually get the results, then share with people what works. Yeah. And I really like that, that like sort of framework of like learn, then live, then give. Cause like 
like you were saying, like a lot of people learn something and it's like super like mind blowing and they're like, wow, this is awesome. So they want to like immediately share it with a lot of people, but like they don't really listen and they aren't really inspired by them because they look at what they're doing. And if they aren't actually living it, then they aren't going to really take them seriously kind of thing. But like, if you take what you learn and actually live it, then people are going to see what you're doing and the results that you're getting. And that's how you're going to actually inspire people. And that's how you're going to actually make an impact for sure. That's right. I'll give you a silly thing to do. Go on YouTube and search for like learning how to floss the dance. Yeah. Watch the difference between the ones who really know what they're doing and the ones who are just showing you something they think is cool. Because the ones who really know what they're doing, you'll get inspired by watching and be like, damn, how do they do that? And yeah. the ones who are just showing you something they saw someone else do and they're trying to replicate it to get views, you'll be like, they kind of suck at this. <laughs> but they do know the steps. But they do suck at this. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know, that might make you feel better because you might suck at it too. <laughs> but the ones that you know what they're doing, they're really living it. They're, they've honed the talent. They've practiced long enough to become a good or okay or great at it. Those are the ones you're really inspired by. Yeah. And so that's what to watch for and say, hey, I don't know how you want to show up. Some of you don't care if you inspire other people. You just want to be the one getting lots of views off of the shitty video. Yeah. Others of you actually genuinely want to reach someone and inspire them deep down inside. And the way you do that is by living and saying, hey, yeah. here's, here's what I'm doing. Let me show you the result real quick. You stand up and do the floss and people are like, damn, how did you do that? <laughs> and that's the difference between the backpack kid and everyone else. Yeah. The backpack kid's really fucking good at it. <laughs> people see yeah. him do it and they're like, how does he do that? Like they're just, mind is blown because he's yeah. talented at it. He's fucking living it. And people are like, wow. Versus you watch most of us do it and people are like, okay, nice try, fella. Keep going. Like, that's yeah. not really going to get you anywhere. And that's the difference between knowing it versus living it. Yeah. You know, it's a silly example, but it's true. And, yeah. and you want to make sure that you're on the aspect of it when you're really living something fully, you don't have to speak. Your actions will speak so loud, the words won't matter. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely, it's definitely a ton of value there and like definitely a great place to end off here for sure. So um, to kind of wrap up here, I know like you mentioned, like people can follow you on Instagram or whatever it may be. So why don't you just uh, kind of share where they can find you there if they want to like follow your journey or just reach out or whatever it may be. Sure. So come and join us on Instagram. It's probably the best place. Find us on YouTube. I'll get, you know, a few URLs. It's just at Jarek Robbins. If you don't know how to spell it, Google it. Google knows me. It'll redirect whatever you put in there right back to me. You'll see this space right up on <laughs> Wikipedia and you'll know that's the guy. Um, follow me on Instagram. Follow us on, on YouTube. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Come in, and, and don't follow us. Connect with us. Come and say what's up. Send me a yeah. DM. I talk to everyone on there all day long. Um, ask questions. I'll answer anything that you got. I'll help you with anything you're working through. Uh, and, and just let us know what's going on. And, and, you know, I'll help sort it out and help you get to, to high performance. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So, yeah, thanks again for being on the show. And you definitely provide a lot of value. So, people, I'm sure, will definitely connect with you there. But, yeah, so... Thanks again. And to listeners, I'll see you again on the next episode.